Gonna be a good one today. Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Res with cool pictures, I think. And your favorite host, Larry. Andy Nelia. Indeed. Uh huh. Indeed. It's been an interesting morning. Yes. Yes, it has. I was uh, contemplating and thinking and searching. Remember, um, this morning you asked me, what year was it, honey? What year was it? What year was it? That we and went to Lemuria. That we went to Lemuria. I mean, who says that in the morning? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're married to the right girl. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Honey, do you remember the date when we went to Lemuria? What year was it? Hmm. Let me look. And then I got... Say, so I have some photographs. I'll, I'll check them out. I'm going to look at my pictures. And you yes. know, I probably... You know, I have a lot of pictures, right? You do. Yeah. I have thousands, tens millions, of thousands of them. of them. And so that was quite a journey. And I sent and you a bunch lane. of happy pictures of us smiling in various places that weren't Lemuria. Right. <laughs> until I found the ones where the know, portal we were. Yes. Yeah. Funnily enough, you didn't take any when you were inside Lemuria. You just took some before we went. And if I could talk to myself back then, and I mean, I had my. I mean, you were very triggered. I was. I guess I should have taken pictures of them anyway for mug shots. Because <laughs> you saw them as criminals. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't listening. They were not listening. No, they have their protocol and they're following it. Yes. Which I suppose, you know, has a purpose, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of what gets you in a little bit of trouble is dogmatic stuck on a purpose or a thing. And you, yes, you like can't see outside of it. In, inflexibility, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. When that went south, they came <clears throat> to me for help. And it's like I was busy testing their foods and things as what? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to the beginning. Give it the beginning. Let's, let's <laughs> yes. talk about this. Okay. So Here's, I'm going to read wait, a little wait, bit. Wait, of, wait, In case you didn't know, this is. Something you can read on Substack, honey. Yes, I know. This part that we're going to be reading and talking about is published on Substack, too. That's our newsletter. That's our newsletter, right? You can get them every week. Go to every Substack week. and subscribe to go our to newsletter. Substack and subscribe to... I mean, all you got to do is go to Substack and actually. type in search in Elliabenz, and it'll take you right there. Yeah. Right. Doesn't cost you anything, nope. but you can definitely support it. There is a yeah. button to say, hey, I would like to support this. Yeah. Thank you for doing it. Yeah, you can. You yes. can do You are encouraged to. Even. Yes. Encouraged to do it. All right. So let's do a little bit of the reading. Okay. <clears throat> the Lemurian energy has come and gone from my life several times since 2006. Six. Yeah, I remember there was a crystal story involved. Yes, there? there was a crystal story involved. I didn't even know what Lemurians were before that. What a Lemurian or a Lemurian crystal was. No. But this article is about a physical visit Larry and I had with the Lemurians, and I'm sharing it in preparation for our June 2023 class, Lemurian Reconnection. Wow. So we're going to teach a class around reconnecting with the Le Lemurians? Yes. Okay. Me too. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I too. do have quite a bit of experience with that, honestly. <laughs> yes, you do have <laughs> some good, some bad, some all which ways. This isn't the, my only visit to Lemuria. I'm you most saying. certainly not gonna be giving away your authority. <sighs> not this time, huh? Well, you didn't then either. I didn't that time either. The first mm -hmm. time I did. Well, did. I didn't. I claimed it back. Yes, you did. 
I was on a guided excursion. It turned out the guide wasn't a very good guide. <laughs> anyway. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back in 2014, Larry and I went to Lemuria with two Spanish ladies. Yes. The place we entered Lemuria was at Mon Monastery Santa Maria de Montserrat, a magnificent monastery at the edge of a majestic mountains, located about 45 kilometers or 28 miles northwest of Barcelona, Spain. Right. We had held an event in Barcelona at the time and also planned a visit to the well-known Lemurian portal in Montserrat. There, were, there are Lemurian portals at various locations around the planet. The monastery had been built on the old location of a large Lemurian portal, but that portal had since been closed, actually been closed while they were building the monastery. What uh, Do they build the portals? Who makes those portals? Are they naturally occurring ones, um, or are we going to talk about that in the class? Yeah, we'll talk about that in the class. But okay. just to give a summary, these portals are built. Okay. Um. So, but... Yeah, they've been closed, and smaller portals are still in place in various locations on the mountains around the monastery. Some are reached quite easily to reach, and some of them not so easy to reach, especially in a hot day. Yeah, especially in a hot day. That place was fairly dry, warm. Mm -hmm. Except on the portal itself. Except for the portal itself. It was freezing cold, freezing. sort of like our house this morning. <laughs> the monastery had been built in... Oh, yes, yeah, I read that yeah, bit yeah. already... The monastery itself was an example of the typical divine energy leeching system, technology that is used to absorb the individual's awe and inspiration felt from being exposed to the larger-than-life energy of sacred spots, churches, abbeys, cathedrals, monasteries, and convents are all built upon. So, nothing new to write home about that part of the visit. <laughs> they put their monasteries and their churches and abbeys and things on sacred spots. They do, yes. Yeah, yeah. well, they're not stupid. No, they're not stupid at all. I had visited the portal in 2012 with Daniela and a portal keeper we met at the monastery who just happened to be there that day and had confirmed the location of the most accessible portal. So I knew where the portal was and was able to take us there in 2014. Yep, I remember. Yeah, that, that one was a really nice visit too yeah. in 2012 because um, it was really fast. We, we were on our way to the airport with Daniela, actually, yeah. in a group of individuals. And as we went in to get some water, I can't remember snacks, I think, in the cafe, um, this lady either recognized us or one of our guides that were mm -hmm. with us recognized her, something anyways. But she said usually her and her husband didn't go that day, but that day they felt compelled to go. Felt called, yes, so to speak. Yeah. And she said she they don't give away the location. And I said, it's okay, you don't need to, I'll take you to it. And she laughed. And I grabbed her by the arm and we walked up that mountain and really quickly because they're, you know, airplane, airport, trip, whatever, yep, yep. you know. So anyways, we went out there nearly at a run and then I stopped at the portal and said, here it is. And she's like, her eyes were wide and says, oh my gosh, you know, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is here. Uh-huh. And they were portal keepers. Most portals do have a keeper actually around the planet. Anyways, that was 2012. <clears throat> okay, so back to 2014. Right. Larry, the ladies, and I left the monastery courtyard and followed the well-trodden, nicely built path up the mountains where I had found the portal two years earlier. 
We had to walk quite some distance before arriving at the portal. It was literally on the path and there were pillars and seats on the edge of the path on that spot. We're going to show a little picture of it here. If you see the video or in the article, it's going to be the photograph there. We sat down, Larry, myself and the two ladies, and closed our eyes. I scanned the portal and knocked to see if there was anyone there and could we have a visit. I received the message that there was no one there to open it, but there were people on the way to meet us and come back in a while. I don't exactly remember how long we had to wait. Do you remember? It was a good half hour or so. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, because we continued up. We did. We had a really long walk up the, the mountain. <clears throat> we continued up the mountain and enjoyed the views, the company, and interesting conversation. At the allotted time, we returned and sat down on the stone seats on the edge of the path and closed our eyes. After we sat there for a while, there was a massive crack sound, like a giant boulder had just crashed on the path beside us. We opened our eyes, confused because there was no boulder, no evidence whatsoever that anything physical had just occurred. What followed was a typical experience many people have when traveling to Lemuria. Yeah, I remember that crack. It was so immensely loud. It was like lightning had struck the ground right next yes. to us. Yeah, it was Earth big, moving. big. It was big. unmistakable. Yeah. Most people that were walking time, past, yeah. they, they didn't even pause, but there was two sets of groups of people, a couple and a group of people who actually stopped and were looking around. And one of them was like, clutched down, like, it's like, is happened? there a rock coming or yeah, what? Yeah. It so felt like that. Yeah. And we looked at them and they looked at us and we kind of all, we don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> it was happened. loud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Two ladies, the two ladies had laid down on the stone benches and were fast asleep. <laughs> so yeah, they right. woke up from sleep. Larry <laughs> rubbed his eyes and saw a young couple walking past us on the path. He got very mad at them because in his words, she was hundreds of years old and he was super young. He said, what is she doing with him? She's much too old for him. They actually looked like a regular normal couple. No obvious age difference, really. <laughs> I know. I just don't know where that came from. I remember at the time I was like, what? She shouldn't be with him. She's much too old. You were even going to follow her and I was tell her about tell it. her off too, yeah. yes. And that's yeah. so, I mean, that's, I'm not, you're not I like might that. have those. No, I don't even have those thoughts very You don't, no. It's not something that I do. No. And you don't for sure. I certainly don't Pull tell a couple and tell them off. <laughs> you're too old for him. You get away from that boy. Yes. <laughs> I looked at Larry's arms. They were now bruised. He had hand marked bruises near his wrists. Yeah, I remember they were like, yeah, like three or four fingers and the fingers. thumb on the other side. And the thumb on the other side. Yeah. So it's like yeah. holding like, yeah, really I can't do. make my arm go that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> yes. Um, he had marks, bruises near his wrist. I checked his legs and the same marks were visible near his feet. His phone, which was disconnected to all networks, had the time as 11 p.m., but it was only 4 p.m. in reality. The phone then converted to the right time when he took it off airplane mode, which he had turned on when we arrived to save batteries usage for use of a camera and clock. He had worked perfectly before and after that incident. Yet while disconnected from the network, he had measured seven hours more time passing than the actual time was. And I say actual time, the time where we were, when we sat down. Yes. I remember I looked at that and I was like, 11, I swear we got here after lunch, which was at noon. How did we yes. get... How did time go backwards? But it was yeah. PM. Yeah, I said, no, no, look, Larry, it says 11 PM. Plink. And I turned on it <laughs> off an airplane and went bloop to four. It's like, yes. what's this four o'clock? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That never happened. I've never seen no, that. Yeah. never seen that. Since either. Like no, before or after. I think they figured that trick out. 
that if somebody has their phone on airplane mode, it keeps track of the time without adjusting. Oh, adjusting back? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if they figured it out or not. And well, who would have figured it out anyway? I'm talking about like we put our devices on airplane all the time. Right, right, and right. And they never register seven extra hours. No. They never do that. Well, once in a while when we go into UFOs or something. But No, I've never seen it. Have you? No. You haven't, you liar. <laughs> You're just trying to make mystery. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely spent that much time or more on a UFO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can listen to the first hour if you want to hear what happened. Mm-hmm. The first second hour is what the I mean. The first episode of Driving to the Res. First episode of Driving to the Res is second hour. First hour and second hour. hour. Yes. Yeah, the very first episode. Where can they find that? Probably at Subscribe Drive Star. Star. Yes. Yeah. Subscribe star and search Nelly Benz just yeah. the same. And subscribe star has the second hour. Yes. Yeah. It's on I- iTunes and things too. That's yeah. You can connect it and you can get the second hour in iTunes. Yeah. Anyway. And anywhere, anywhere where's the podcast? Yes, yes. Yes. Normal places. Yes. Anyways. Seven hours missing Seven time. Seven hours. Missing time. Yes. And he I was, was so, so hungry. Starving and thirsty. Although we had just eaten an hour earlier. Yeah. We take sandwiches, remember, and some sodas. Yeah, and that was the part with the confusion because I looked at it and it said it was eleven. It's like, geez, I guess it is. I might I should be hungry. It's almost noon, and that's when you're hungry, of mm-hmm. course. Everyone's yeah. hungry at noon. But you were starving, you just yeah. kept saying, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. We have to eat, we have to eat. Yes. So we went back down to the monastery and went to the restaurant went to the there. Restaurant, and yeah. you had ginormous plate of food. Vacuumed it up. Had it all. I remember yeah. I didn't uh, actually Spanish food didn't suit me very much. Very much, but that food was fine. <laughs> I wasn't hungry at all. I couldn't even eat, or I wasn't thirsty or hungry or nothing. And the other lady, one of the other ladies, was hungry too, and the, mm. another one wasn't uh, hungry at all. So two of you were very hungry, and two, two of us weren't. Smart. Yeah. yeah. This all made sense after I closed my eyes and pulled up the memories of what had just happened. Our memories had been cleared of the events, but there were remnants of it. Before I said anything, one of the ladies said that she must not remember anything, as it would be too painful for her to do so. Her daily life would lose all importance, and she wouldn't be able to continue in her present life as if she did. Her words were urgent, powerful, with deep conviction. The other lady said she thought she just had a nice nap. (laughs) And Larry just got angry again. Yes. And you would start looking for that couple. <laughs> Where are they at? They're probably eating here too. I'm going to go sit down with them. Yeah. I waited until later to tell Larry about what I remembered of the incident. We had indeed visited with the Lemurians. And yes, life on our part of the world lost all color, flavor, and meaning when I let the memories resurface. It was not easy. No, you weren't. Uh, it's like, oh, what a wonderful place this isn't. No. Yes. And I couldn't eat the food. This food is not dead. nearly as, it's not alive. It's dead. Yeah. yeah it's remember flavorless, we had those conversations. dead. It was like eating paper and cardboard. Paper and cardboard with nothing. Yeah. It was horrible. You were so it difficult. Took, oh, my God. It was so hard for like mm. months later. Yeah. It was really tough. Anyways. 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 So, you know, forgetting has got its utilities. Yes. It's not like you're all of the victim of this whole thing. No, no, you, no. You really want to enjoy your life here. Yeah, we do. And the food does taste delicious if you forget that other food. 
You <laughs> people get it. <laughs> Although we did implement quite a few things that I I'd learned about it. Yes. And the food did become more delicious. So, um, this is what I saw. Yep. As we were met at the portal, the Lemurians took us individually into their space. This was because, in their experience, when a group comes into their reality, each person can behave very, very differently, and they like to be able to gently wake them if the person chooses to do so, and deal with the whatever happens in a gentle way. After the person gets their foot in and deals with the experience, they are then introduced to the welcoming party. There is also food, and if wanted, the person can have a tour of technologies and other things. The bruises on Larry's arms and legs had happened because they had to hold him down as he became very violent when he woke up there and I was not around. I got very, he got very out of control. But, 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 got to appreciate that okay. normally I'm not like that. Like that. And in this case, you had given me very, very precise directions. Yes. And this was our first date. Yes. That under no circumstances was I to let you out of my sight. Yes. None at all. None. Yeah. You didn't make any exceptions for interdimensional portals to Lemuria. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> and so, that was guidance I received anyways. So I took that guidance seriously, mm -hmm. and they didn't. Yes. Well, they got to take it seriously. They did. Shall we tell them what happened? Well, let's have Ilya and Adelina ask. Okay. In the second it's hour? It's a good question it to is. ask in the second hour, yes. yes. Yeah. It's yes. really fun. All right. Uh, one of the ladies had indeed stayed in the welcoming room and simply slept through the whole experience. Yes. <laughs> she had a really, had a really nice huge, nap. Yeah, she really had a good nap. The other lady, mm. the one who says she did not want to remember, spent the time exploring, chatting and eating the delicious and colorful food. Life-filled food. Life-filled food they had prepared for us. When I reported our visit at a public level back then, many people asked me about their technology. Did they have free energy? Stuff like that. Yeah. But those type of things were not in my mind to ask at the time. I was more interested in their cooking, their fabrics and their clothes, and also their makeup. I was interested in their social discourse, how they communicated, why they had split from us, and how they managed society, their lifespans, health, family structure, cities, and such. That's a long list of things yeah. you were interested in. Oh, yeah. And the Lemurians are back in my awareness now, and Larry and I are giving a class about them, which will include an exercise for us to reestablish our high-frequency links to them. Yes, we have been um, cleaning and sitting and visiting our own Lemurian portal. Yes. In the last uh, week, and cleaning and giving it regular attention. Mm -hmm. So, maybe it's time. Time for what, honey? To reconnect with the Lemurians. Yes. You know, like I said in the article, my connection with them <clears throat> has come and gone since 20, 2006. And I've spoken about that, that one quite a few times. Um, it was, I'd never heard about Lemurians before. Right, right. I had, I mean, the first time I heard about Lemurians wasn't much different a time. It was later than 2006, more like 20. 10 or 11 or something. Okay. And I was like, that mean didn't, the word didn't mean anything to me. Right. right. I was like, what? What does a Lemurian, what do they look like? Who are they? Where are they from? All the, I had no idea whatsoever. Right. And uh, for some reason or other, I was on a one year long mission to go meet the Lemurians with my Qigong group. <laughs> okay. For, before 2012. All right. So 2011 ish. Yeah. I spent a whole year going to Qigong to learn how to 
do whatever the Qigongers were supposed to do mm -hmm. in order to go to Lemuria and meet up with the Lemurians in Shasta. Shasta. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time they never said any way, any words about who the heck a Lemurian was. Oh, I didn't even know there was a, a Lemurian. And then when I started to investigate again, for some reason, and it might be my memory or something, but even though I'm, I'm aware there is a ton of writing about Lemurians, this and that and the other thing. I couldn't, and I have still yet not found or accessed anything that said, this is the Lemurians, what they look like and how they talk and what they're from and all that other stuff. I have, I have zero recollections. I have a faint, like, idea that maybe they're like there's light beings with, <laughs> it's, it's like sparklies and you know, like a, 10 foot tall fairy or something, you know, <laughs> but that doesn't seem right. No, it's not right. No. <laughs> They're just people. Yeah. And that's the thing is the, the things that I could read present them in that kind of a fashion. Like there's something like that, you know, mm, giving away the authority and their superior like them grandiose and things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that too. And, um, it didn't, none of it stick. I had, I think, a hard time reading that stuff, even though I was curious. It's like, why I'm going here to meet yeah. these people? Who are these people? Yeah. But I wasn't able to find true, what felt like true data about mm. them. So could you give a brief, like, like two-minute description of what a Lemurian even is? Lemurians are humans. All Lemurians are humans. Mm -hmm. So I'm human. Yeah. They're a, they're a me? Well, there's a slight difference. Okay. So... <clears throat> When the Earth human population decided to join the light-dark uh, light paradigm experience. What was it before it decided to join? It's a natural dark. light. Just and normal I, natural light? Yes. Okay. Yeah, just light. Is that where the, the like, the lambs lay down with lions thing came from? Possibly. Possibly. It's me uh, that's metaphorical. It's not actual, right? Right. But in essence, there weren't um, predators and prey. And not in the human collective, no. Right. And uh, the the legends we have in the Macaws, like at some point in light, at some point something obviously changed. The Thunderbird came to teach you how to eat because you didn't even know what eat. was food. Yeah. You had to eat. Yeah. So probably somewhere in those things are like linked into some of that shifting. Yeah. Because before then you really didn't need a Thunderbird to go catch you a whale so that you wouldn't die. Right. And eat it. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So Lemurian is a person like yes. us. Yes. From but before that split. split. Yeah. Who chose not to have the light dark experience on our planet. So they're not a different timeline. They're Although on our timeline. They're it on resembles our being at a different timeline. No, no, it's it's more like a different country, not like a different timeline. Well, the conception of the planet is the part that causes you to stumble on this. It's like you're. You're not, I mean you, mm -hmm. but the general conception of the planet is a hard surface ball, ball. in empty space. Floating in empty space, yes. At 10,000 million miles an hour. Qu quite fast, of course. Yes. That is physically <laughs> that. That what you see is what it is. Okay, but you don't see that, do you? You don't see a ball in space. Well, I'm not in space, am I? No. But what I see is one reality of 
place that my eyes tell me is this right. and my hands say that's this Solid and, whatever. and my feet walk along it mm -hmm. and if i want to get from here to there you know i just can't walk on the water i just gotta go around the water and over to the other side right and there's a bunch of trees in the way and so i'll probably not even get there mm -hmm. that's it although i know there are more subtle parts to this reality that i don't see with my eyes or touch with my hands i know that that exists yes. because i've also experienced that mm -hmm. but it doesn't mix with this one in the sense that they feel like different parts of maybe i guess the same thing i guess what i'm trying to say is if a lemurian person mm -hmm. decided not to um in experience light dark split and mm -hmm. just stay in light they're still here they're just here, not here. So it's more like countries. They're not more subtle at all. No. Okay. And there is a, if you, if you remember, like a reality is your interpretation of it yep. through agreement and perception. Yep. And there is technology and they do use technology, physical technology that's crystal based <sighs> to move their part of the earth Away from our attention. Do you remember that? Or awareness. Do you remember that movie Black Panther? You didn't watch the second one. I don't remember. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Remember yes. how they took their airplane or whatever, went through the tunnel? I don't remember how they got yes. there, but they got there and all of a sudden yes. they were in a whole separate reality. Separate yes. reality that was just as physical as this one. Well, it wasn't a separate reality. It was the same reality. That's what I'm saying. Right. They managed to get to a place that was you couldn't normally covered. drive your airplane to right. or drive your car or take a walk to. Mm -hmm. You had to go through a portal, I think. Yes. I think. Yeah. I can't remember it exactly, but it it's a good estimation then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I can understand that. Yeah. So that's a Lemurian. And uh, some people say, oh, yeah, Lemurians are super tall and wide and blah, blah, blah. Well, in some parts of the earth, they are. Just like we have tall white people in some parts <laughs> of the earth. And some others, they're not so tall and white, you know. <laughs> they're different races. Okay. There were people from all the races who chose not to join the Light Dark Paradigm. So have any idea why we call them Lemurian? Because that's the name we... Probably from the light, right? Mm. Luminous and light. People who chose the light, Lemurian. That's what I think. That sounds right. Um, but, you know, it's like the ones that we met in uh, Spain. They look like Spaniards. Spaniards yeah. just look like regular old people, honey. Yeah, they just look like regular people. <laughs> 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 there was tall ones, short ones, yeah. you know, brown ones, white ones, blonde ones, brunettes, um, all sorts. Yeah? So it does like give a you a taste, in a sense, what a light paradigm reality world would feel like, right? Well, it's not just would feel like, it is That's that. <laughs> what it does feel like. There's a difference between uh, one of the things that I perceived... Um, and the reason why the Lemurians told me why they had been gotten in touch with me right. in 2006, from 2006 onwards, was to understand the something that they hadn't been able to fully, um, like, understand at the beginning of the split that happened all those years ago, thousands of years ago. And then they became, they had to learn about it, like, and process it and be able to live with it and then come to terms with it, right? Terms Understand with it. Understand it. 
And that energy was the heartbreak of the split. Yeah, it was so intense. The heartbreak was so intense that they nearly didn't make it. They nearly... And Gave a lot of them said, forget it, I'm going there. Yeah. And a lot of them did say, forget it, I'm going back. I'm going to have that light like, experience because I just cannot deal with this split. Mm. Right. So they wanted us to have that comprehension. They wanted us to understand that that's going to happen. That is happening. And we're all experiencing that in this time, the split is much more gentle. It's taking like several generations and. That what is that like ninety years or more? Sixty to seventy. Sixty, seventy, something like that. Sixty years, yeah. And we chose as a human collective to do it in a gentle way because we don't want to have that massive sudden heartbreak. Yeah. And they tried to express it to me and explain it to me. And then I learned that why is because when I first experienced this place in twenty eleven it was, it was so painful. I mean, you know, it's like it felt like at a physical level had been, like my body had been ripped in two. If you can imagine how painful that is, that's how energetically it felt and emotionally it felt to me. And it took me out for weeks in 2011. Uh, but with their help, I was able to understand it and get past it. Right. So, uh, and now I just understand it, right? So, um, that was one of the reasons why they got in touch. But as if you think about the split right now and the process and the, the things that we're going through, people who are listening to the second hour, they've chosen to go back to the natural light paradigm that we're naturally, uh, part of. Well, where it's like humane, where it's like, you know, inspiration and growth, exploration. Those are high frequency words that we all relate to. And they've been waiting for us. The Lemurians have been waiting for us because that's what we're actually going back to that. That which we were. What That which we were, yes. And they still are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a bit confusing, so hopefully uh, Ilya and Adelina can ask some really great questions that yeah. starts to unravel some of the tangly bits about it, mm -hmm. because it's sort of clear, but it's also sort of not clear. And we're also having the class. The class is going to help June. a lot, Yeah, I have a feeling. Yeah. And the classes will have an <clears throat> exercise of reconnection. Okay, that's good. So, yeah, look forward to that. Okay. Well, a funny thing. Yes, tell me about we it. When we were t writing about this this morning, mm -hmm. what happened in the house? Like I said when we started, it's freezing in here. Look, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. It's the of summer. Yes. <laughs> got really, really cold. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out because one of the signs of a portal opening mm -hmm. is that really, really t uh, changing temperature. It's bitter it's cold. About, it's about 10. 20 degrees difference or something uh, like that? No, imagine standing next to minus 50. Oh, my gosh. You're not, it's not minus 50 in here, but you feel like you're standing right next to minus 50 degrees. Mm -hmm. So it's so not it's something chilled. you miss. Yeah, it's you not can't like, not notice It's not it. very subtle. And the crack noises when a portal actually opens, those are not subtle either. You, you cannot miss them. You definitely know it. Even yeah. if you forget where you went, you know yes. you went. 
Yes. You know yeah. you went. You know something happened. So mm-hmm. those are good clues. Those are good clues. And change so, in temperature. Change in temperature. It gets colder. The crack. Often yeah. a minute, a missing time. If you have some way of measuring time that mm-hmm. it didn't get, I guess, changed by with or wiggled with. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then if you can't remember anything, there are ways to recover your memories. Yes. Yes. There mm-hmm. are ways. Yeah. Things like hypnotic regressions, mm-hmm. which... I know until I had experienced one, I had an idea of what it was that is wholly, totally different than what it is. <laughs> right. I just got to tell you. Yeah. Imagine sitting back, relaxing for a little while, Great. and then talking about being guided to recall what it is that you know and being able to say it and not really, not really, um, it's like your mouth is talking it. You know it's true. It's what you're saying, what you're remembering. And you're wondering, where in the heck did this memory come from? I, <laughs> this is interesting. And yeah, we did do that. And then we went to Slesswick. And so if you have a good uh, a good guide who isn't going to give you the answers or, you know, whatever, like implant suggestions of this is what, but can ask questions that let you discover the answers that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can you can get those answers. Yes. Yeah, so I I recommend finding a good good memory guide, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if you're curious about how one sounds, like I said, you can check out our first episode of the second hour. Yeah, and it is a uh, recording of my own regression. Yeah, yep, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Good stuff. We'll see you at the second hour. Yeah, in a few seconds. In a few seconds. All right. Bye, honey. <laughs>